You're listening to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. Let's turn to our very first topic and guest of today. In the next 20 minutes or so, we're talking about the future of electric vehicles in Hong Kong. Now, last year, the government announced a roadmap on the popularization of electric vehicles, and they have listed a few measures, including banning registration of new fuel-powered and hybrid private cars by 2020. 35 and to also promote trials for electric public transport and commercial vehicles including buses public light buses taxis and goods vehicles and a timetable at around 2025 and also to expand on our electric vehicle charging networks on all fronts to mull over this big topic we're joined by edward chan who is a founding member of the hong kong e-vehicles business general association and also an adjunct professor from the university technology Sydney. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, Professor Chan. Oh, thank you, Lorraine. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, I think this is a very interesting topic that many people would like to know. Absolutely. Uh, it's definitely. I, who is uh, HKEVA and what they are doing right sure. now. Sure. Um, we're also live this afternoon on Facebook, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see and hear Professor Chan. And uh, feel free to weigh in. Feel free to drop us any comments or any questions you have. So as Professor Chan mentioned, uh, you, you are the founding member of the business, of the E-Vehicles Business General Association. What is the work you do there? Uh, basically, it was fun over five years ago uh, with a group of um, um, academics and uh, business people. Uh, we felt that it was very important that we have to get together to um, to work on the promotion and uh, disseminating, uh, disseminating important or correct information about electric vehicles. Because at that time, say five, six years ago, a lot, not many people realized what's going on. And uh, I think, I think we end up get a, a lot of momentums and a lot of interest from the, the trade and the professionals. And uh, we have actually found some very, very good um, a committee. Um, like the one we have is was the um, infrastructure uh, um, uh, for electric vehicle committee. I was the vice chairman of that committee. And uh, I think the uh, Professor Dennis Leung was the, uh, the chairman for that co- uh, committee. And uh, we are also launching another one is the education and training uh, committee with Professor Jackson Ho as the chairman. I'm, uh, once again, I'm the vice chairman for the uh, for that particular committee. And we we have actually um, collected a lot of um, information and feedback from the trade and the industry. And uh, we have actually written uh, a very very important um, 21 points uh, recommendation to the Hong Kong government. Um, few years ago and uh, and subsequently we have seen the roadmap from the uh, Hong Kong government which is basically uh, adopted uh, uh, almost everything that we recommend to to the government so that was a, a very very um, successful move if I may say so I mean this is this is quite um, quite a, an interesting and, and, and welcoming from the government to adopt uh, most of our ideas. And uh, I think this is this is the whole idea, just to gather these professional people together to disseminating the uh, proper informations and 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 make uh, 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 
good suggestions to the government. What the government sorts of suggestions and recommendations uh, did, did for, you make to the government? The, uh, we have actually, you're talking about the the gradually phasing out of the uh, gasoline uh, vehicles, uh, gasoline diesel or fossil fuel vehicle, as well as the uh, improving on the charging infrastructure. And uh, subsequently, we have seen the government has actually um, uh, launch uh, um, uh, a two now three billion um, uh, kind of uh, subsidies program to um, to improve the infrastructure for chargings in Hong Kong, and uh, and as a result, you can see uh, quite a lot of um, taking up of this kind of uh, improvement of charging facilities, and you can see more and more electric vehicle running around in Hong Kong, and they that, that's that's uh, the the step forward for the um, for the uh, for Hong Kong. Um, we also uh, working on the education and training about the uh, surfacing and repair um, of the um, of the electric vehicle and uh, the qualification framework. And and now we are talking about um, the recycling of the uh, electric vehicle batteries, which is a very important topic that we need to talk about. Um, if I may elaborate a little bit more later on in this program about uh, the electric vehicle uh, batteries recycling. Definitely, um, because I think people are concerned, the sort of cost benefits. Charging, you know, in the end of the day, you have to deal with it when it's um, depleted to, to the extent that we cannot use it anymore. Um, Professor Chan, were there I any have... sort of concerns from the business sector uh, in, in switching to electric vehicles or any sort of uh, uh, worries that they have? You can say that again. I, I am also happens to be um, the executive vice chairman of the Federation of Automotive Service Hong Kong, which is including the Federation has 10 major um, associations related to the automotive world, um, namely the, the Surface and Repair Association, the Commercial uh, Vehicle uh, Repair Association, and they are the key members of this federation. I, I'm actually the executive vice chairman for that um, particular federation. Because um, one um, concern the, that comes to mind is yeah, the availability yeah. of charging stations. You know, I, I don't uh, seem to see uh, a lot of them no, around no, Hong Kong. No, the, the, the fear, they were, I'm sorry, please, please forgive me. Um, I, I was working on electric vehicle projects in many years ago, back in England. Uh, and I was working for a uh, a rover, uh, Royal Academy of Engineer projects, an EU project. We built six six electric vehicles in in in, in England uh, using the EU funding, and uh, so I have experience on that. I'm the project leader for that particular project, um, and uh, the most important bit is the electric vehicle. The electric vehicle was is completely different. To the conventional vehicle, there's no engine, no cooling system, no, 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 no uh, such a cooling system. There are cooling system for the battery, but it's the different things. There were no, um, no oil, um, uh, fluid. Uh, everything's different. It's at least it's a completely different uh, structures. Sure. And, and uh, the, the the high voltage batteries and motor drive systems fully electronic and computerized systems. And if you try to imagine for these uh, um, servicing, repairing mechanics, mostly in Hong Kong, that, you know, you're talking about seafoods, uh, 50, 60 years old, um, 
they they fear to death about how well, they don't know what to deal with this electric vehicle. It wouldn't wouldn't dare to touch it. So that is um, like a, um, a revolution or something that uh, really we need to address it. Otherwise, um, we have more and more electric vehicles running around, not enough people to know how to deal with it or surface it and repair it. And that's a, a terrible situation we are going to be in. So, Noreen, you're right. Uh, these are the major challenge is to to understand and know about these electric vehicles' basic structure and know about their working principle and to know about how to and surface and repair it. Are and we that, equipped that, in Hong Kong? Important. Are we equipped in Hong Kong for, for that sort of knowledge? I mean, is there a lot of education done in this area? Uh, uh, I think the same everywhere in the world. Um, if you if you think about the electric vehicle proportion, um, it's less than 5% in this total vehicle populations. Uh, a lot of uh, garage people or surface repair people, they, they, they don't. They don't see the threat there. They, they don't see the, the it's coming until later on. So, so this is something that we need to um, educate people or, or tell people that things to come. They need to need to know about it. I, I brought this up a couple of years ago in in the in the, um, the federation meetings in the annual conference, and uh, I, I actually organized some uh, learning and, and seminars and education seminar, and starting from there. And hopefully, we can get more. And more this going on, and 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 help people to understand what is going on and how we can deal with it. Yeah. I, I think, like I said in the uh, Radio One program, uh, the most difficult challenge is to is to educate the public, educate the trade people, and uh, and that's the things that we need to do. Uh, you know, people wouldn't know how to deal with it because they don't understand. What's going on? They don't know about it, and uh, I think this is this is the most uh, important things that we need to do now. Yeah, and also the perception of electric vehicles. A recent study released by GreenSense, uh, which was released yesterday, found that more than seventy percent of petrol car owners had considered uh, to switching to electric vehicles, but then more than half said they hadn't bothered uh, because they found the current incentives unappealing. Uh, what do you make of that? I mean, it's like they're thinking about it, but they didn't do it because um, they uh, don't find it appealing. <laughs> I. Uh... Uh, I, there, there are several things that we need to address here. The, the num- number one is the high producing cost of the electric vehicle. Um, the availability of um, cheaper Chinese-made EV is still um, waiting to be seen. There, there are some coming in, but not that many. The majority of uh, electric vehicles in Hong Kong uh, traditionally are coming from Europe or from America or, or Japan. You know, we, uh, Big T, um, a pure electric vehicle, um, not really. Um, oh, pure electric. Yeah. Oh, pure. Uh, yeah, but I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about brand. the hybrid. Sorry. Yes, you're right. Well, which don't you count. Know, hybrid. Pure electric one. Obviously, you have. Uh, can I mention train name? Sure. In yes. Program. In the purpose of this. Yeah, yes. Okay. Of this discussion. Um, uh, the Nissan Leaf is a is a is the one that we can we can think about. But Nissan Leaf shared the platform with Renault. Um, using um, that they have a problem with a bit of the range extension issues. But anyhow, the majority of the vehicle are dominated by a brand start with a T, which are quite expensive to buy and run. Uh, even some European 
uh, vehicle like uh, a, a e-golf or um, a e-melee, they are uh, causing a lot more than the traditional uh, gasoline engine one. So for the normal people, the number one thing is to overcome is the higher purchasing price. Um, the other thing that we need to think about is, though it's improving, like I mentioned, with the government subsidies, and more and more charging station erected, uh, equipped with uh, from the um, uh, housing estate, but still, um, with the um, current situation, a lot, a lot of us are living on a, on a high-rise racks and charging the electric vehicle may be a little bit difficult. It's not like you can uh, put an like extension that. down your balcony and then... <laughs> we don't recommend that, no. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, that's not ideal situation. So so we, we, we still have that kind of problem um, to overcome, like the charging infrastructure, the higher purchasing price. But these are going to be improved. And as I say, the government is, is pushing forward these 3 billion um, uh, subsidies to equip with more and more charging station. And, and then also we can see the arriving of the Chinese made uh, electric vehicle, which are a lot cheaper, like half or less than half the price of the normal one that you can get from the Europeans. So that, that, that will be changed. And, and, and however, however, I want to point this out. I, I am promoting EV. I'm all for EV because I, my background was, uh, I, I was the center manager for a, um, a emission uh, testing and research center as jockey cup research center uh, previously before I take up my uh, teaching. And uh, what, what we have done is that we have done a lot of um, experiment and research into air quality area. An electric vehicle, may I say electric vehicle, um, can improve our uh, roadside air quality to the last extent because uh, Hong Kong is such a, a congested place and we have so many crowded people and then we have vehicle running around and then the, the uh, exhaust fumes um, coming out from the vehicles all the time. And these, uh, these exhaust uh, emissions are, are not very good to our health. And, and I have written... Um, uh, something like 12 to 13 research paper on that one. And in fact, I'm, I'm still working on some um, optical sensing of emission projects for um, uh, heavy goods vehicles in Hong Kong. Um, that's funded by the uh, University Grant Commi Committee. It, you know, maybe in, in the future we can talk about it. It's a very, very exciting uh, uh, project. We've done very interesting experiment. First of the world to do these kind of things. Nobody else has done it. Um, anyway, I'm going back to the electric vehicle. Yes, it can improve our roadside air quality. No doubt about it. However, uh, uh, I think Sense has failed to realize what we have done is to transfer the pollutions from the street, on the street, to the power generation power stations. So, so basically, you still you're using, still using electricity, still and you're still burning um, carbon. Ah, yeah, you get it. Yes. I mean, they, you, thank you, thank you. You you get it. That's very very nice of you. Um, and that's something a lot of people do not realize. Do not realize. They okay. The zero emission, great. Zero emission is not really zero emission because emission in the power stations. And one thing where but it's, it's a step in the right direction. I mean, it's less I, emission. I, I, I want to push a little bit more. 
for the government to do. Um, what we have seen here in Hong Kong is that we are lagging behind in sustainable, renewable energy uh, productions. And for example, our power stations still using 25% of coal, 25% of coal, which is a very, very dirty fuel, fossil fuel. And we're still using uh, burning fossil fuel for our power generations uh, substantially. But well, that, that, that is uh, some, there, there, there are some portions for the nuclear energy that are very, very small proportion, less than 0.1% are using the renewable energy, less than 0.1% of our energy are using renewable sources. And that's the, if you have a lead table of the world, uh, let me put you in picture, the lead table of the world, we are very much in the bottom, at the bottom. So that, that's actually quite, um, if I may say so, quite, Wow. Um, then we have some catching up to do because the government uh, announced the Climate Action Plan 2050 last year and they had sort of clear visions of the zero carbon yeah. emissions. So um, we have some catching up. Um, Professor Chan, um, we are live this afternoon on Facebook, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. We'd love for our listeners to, to weigh in and to comment. Uh, we're talking about the future of electric vehicles and we're talking with Professor Edward Chan, who's the founding member of the Hong Kong e-vehicles business general association also an adjunct professor from the university technology sydney um on facebook we've got a comment uh, a message from uh, bright sparks saying india makes cheap electric cars and so does china why doesn't so why doesn't the hong kong government let the motherland in um hong kong hub of the world is dragging its feet especially when their cars are very cheap um so what about that point you know there are um you know yeah. limitations but you know what what if other places are producing electric vehicles why don't we use theirs uh, uh has oh. to do with the has to do with the um the way um um passenger vehicles are are used in hong kong i think it, the, unlike unlike India or China or, or US, uh, people basically have cars and some families have more than one car so, um, to commute the distance. But in Hong Kong, it's, it's very congested places. So not, not everyone has vehicles or, or cars. So that, that, that's number one that we have to understand. And number two is that traditionally in Hong Kong, we are adopting the European vehicle. You, these loads of Mercedes and BMWs and the kind of vehicles running around, very expensive vehicle and uh, European vehicle. So this is this is the how people uh, traditionally are using. Uh, you you'd be surprised when I went back to UK and found loads and loads of smaller European and Japanese vehicle running around. But in Hong Kong, you get big cars and and big expensive cars. So this is this you know it's it's a different kind of. Um, of culture or, 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 or weights uh, the Hong Kong people are, are, are using, and and to change it to the small um, Indian Tata, I think, uh, or the um, the small um, uh, a, a Chinese one, uh, I, I I don't know, but I don't think so. This is quite a different concept for people using vehicles in Hong Kong. Um, the 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 uh, I think. Chinese is owning. Uh, they made uh, the, the cheapest uh, EV, which is just about 20 
to 25,000 Hong Kong dollars and, uh, in, in China. And they also the, um, the Tesla in last year in 2021. Uh, yeah. Wow. I, they I sold would, more you know, than the, t- wow. They sold more Tesla, than Tesla's. Yeah, wow. They also, yeah. They sold more than Tesla in, in China and, uh, Wuning is, uh, is doing well. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know whether they will come in like as such because they are a very tiny, small yeah. um, uh, vehicles, and and that may not be um, liked by the Hong Kong um, uh, people. I I don't know. I am not. I'm not. Yeah. No. I'm no. Not, no. Like, um, Bright Sparks also writes back to say Elon Musk calculated it out, and it is still more efficient to make the electricity in the power station for electric cars. Um, I think, yes. Professor Chen, you, yep. you raised a really good point earlier about the, the variety and the range. You know, people are perhaps a bit reluctant to switch to electric vehicles because there aren't a lot of choices. Um, and also, there are other cons that people often talk about, the lack of um, the lack of charging stations that you see around Hong Kong. And sure, you're seeing more car parks with the facilities. We just haven't got the hardware around Hong Kong and not to mention charging times. Um, you know, you go to a petrol station, is much faster. So I'm not saying, uh, of course, electric vehicles is the way forward, but there aren't, you know, sufficient measures to make it easier for people to switch to electric vehicles. It takes a while to charge the batteries. How, how long does it take it uh, to, to, to make it a fully charged battery? Um, um, basically, there are different kind of charging stations. There are the, the, the home home like that you have to charge overnight and there are medium charging that you takes you something like two to four hours and and they are the the so-called the the, the super fast oh, charging yeah, the super fast will and will get you in less than half an hour but i think the things are, are moving um, um and i want to answer the first questions about the um the calculations the calculation sure. i've done i've done the research uh, commissioned by the Hong Kong government uh, a few years ago, and I presented in the Hong Kong government uh, electric vehicle committee uh, in front of the now the uh, commissioner uh, uh, of the uh, environmental uh, bureau. Uh, the research I did was to compare fee sets of electric vehicle to um, fossil fuel or gasoline vehicle. Uh, one uh, a small saloon, the other one is a family car, and then an SUV. I did the um, three months on that one. Each one has to be truffled uh, for a, a three weeks uh, launch uh, every day. And then we measure the full um, fuel consumption and emission uh, on each vehicles, and we calculate using the uh, CLP, the China Light and Power uh, equation to work out the uh, the emission and uh, CO2 uh, emission level, and uh, yes, you're right. The um, the um, the electric vehicle in overall, we're talking about the well to wheel calculation. Well to wheel calculation um, is still a lot better than the um, fossil fuel vehicle. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, so I answer back to the um, the comment. Um, just now. However, however, uh, compared to uh, countries have a lot of renewable energy like Canada, like Europe, I think the biggest, the best one in the world is Sweden. They have 50% of renewable energy and Canada is about 30%. And these 
country are using a lot of renewable energy and their electrical power will be a lot cleaner than Hong Kong. What and sorts right of now, renewable energy are they using? Uh, for example, the, the Canadian has a lot of hydroelectric power station and Sweden also have uh, geothermal and also optical um, solar power. I think I think these are the things that we uh, have to do, a lot to do with their resources. Are we limited uh, in Hong in Kong in country, that sense? Hong Kong, Are we limited? Kong, can we use, say, solar power or hydropower? We, we can. I think we can. We have abundant of um, sunlight in, in Hong Kong. And uh, we also have um, a lot of Aule Island that we can explore. We can um, salvage the, the wind power. The wind power, yes. Yeah, sure. And uh, we can also, we, we are many, many islands. We are facing the sea, so we have um, the possibility of using the tidal wave generator. Um, and these are these are the renewable energy once you set up it, it's, it doesn't cost you anything because the wind the sun and the tide it's just there it's a it's the nature that we can uh salvage the energy and it doesn't cost us anything it is keep coming and it will not be depleted so um so these are the things that we need to think about uh, um, I, I really have to stress how uh, Hong Kong is lagging high in this renewable energy, and so we're talking about a carbon neutral. Uh, it, we still have a long way to go, Professor um, Chan. I'm afraid we're out of time, and we and we still haven't touched on batteries as well. Maybe very quickly, we've got a couple of minutes. Can we, I think people are also concerned about batteries, and then what to do with the batteries after the end of its life cycle? Yeah, I, I have um, I have two um, research projects going on. Um, one is the um, a complete recycling of lithium-ion batteries uh, from the uh, electric vehicle. I did one earlier from the from the uh, uh, um, uh, ITF uh, Innovation Technology Fund from the government on the uh, cell phone batteries, which was successful. Now I move on to uh, recycle the electric vehicle battery. It, it can be done. It can be done, but uh, it has um, a, a complicated, uh, quite a complex breakdown and, uh, and, and, and process, an expensive process. But uh, right now in Hong Kong, all the EV batteries are not recycled. They shipped out to, um, to Holland, to, um, to Korea um, for, uh, for dismantling and tripping. And What's right the now average Kong, lifespan of those batteries? Uh, uh, they can go up from between uh, six to eight years easily. But I'm talking about lithium ion, not the uh, nickel metal hydride batteries, the older one that we have normally see from the um, the high hybrid vehicle. They, they are the older generation. So we're talking about the lithium ion battery, which are, are much easier to be charged and better energy density and, and can be uh, recycled properly. Professor Chan, and, uh, I'm afraid I'm we're not... out of time this afternoon oh. and I wish we could have the whole afternoon. Definitely oh, no, a topic no. we will revisit and definitely we will invite you back. One second. I, I'm setting up a, a recycling education centre in Hong Kong, so look at that phone. I will get, I will get it done and people will find out how we can recycle EV batteries successfully.
Perfect. And send me any any information. I'll post it on the Facebook link. Meanwhile, thank you so much to Professor Edward Chen, who's the founding member of the Hong Kong E-Vehicles Business General Association. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Lorraine. Thank you.